Faster food. Inside Cargill's plan to make the world's biggest food business even bigger. By Dan Alexander. If David McLennan were CEO of any company but Cargill, he'd be in trouble right now. Since taking over the top job last December, earnings are down 22 percent and $1.2 billion over his first three quarters. His aggressive plan to build a $370 million new chicken processing plant in China has been a bust, running directly into an avian flu scare and heightened competition. And the company has become entangled in the global hysteria over the safety of genetically modified foods, losing more than $90 million when Chinese officials started rejecting Cargill's shipments of corn containing a yet-to-be-approved GMO. Yet when McLennan, 55, decked out in a crisp checked suit with no tie, leans forward on a conference table at Cargill's headquarters 20 minutes outside of Minneapolis, he's not justifying his existence, but laying out opportunities, which include a new $100 million cocoa plant in Indonesia, a $91 million livestock feed factory in Korea, and a dairy feed mill in India, the doubling of a food innovation hub near headquarters, and the $10 million facelift of its European equivalent. All in all, Cargill has poured more than $3 billion into upgraded facilities, acquisitions, and new projects around the world over the last year. At one level, that's pocket change for Cargill. The $135 billion fiscal year 2014 sales, family-owned food behemoth that dominates all roads between the world's farms and your dinner plate. But it is important, insists McLennan. Since the company was founded in 1865, the core of its business has always been trading commodities, buying, storing, shipping, and selling the crops farmers grow around the world. In 1998, Cargill assured its dominance at the heart of the global food market by acquiring the grain storage and transportation assets of competitor Continental Grain, at the time the fifth-largest private company in America, for an estimated $300 million. Today, Cargill operates the world's largest fleet of ships transporting dry bulk commodities, some 550 boats stopping at 6,000 ports around the globe. But it's low-margin work, and since Forbes started tracking private company revenues 30 years ago, Cargill has never once netted more than 4% of total sales, or $4 billion. McLennan is hoping a slew of innovative new products can juice those margins. Being big means that we're slower than we need to be, he says. His plan? Make the elephant sprint, or at least jog. Inside Cargill's Industrial Specialties Unit on the edge of Minneapolis, scientists play with crop derivatives to turn them into things like paint, glue, shoe soles, and glass. The unit's sales have grown by more than 15% annually for 15 of the last 16 years, and are expected to grow by 30% this year. Its most promising products today? For one, a modified vegetable oil that makes asphalt less likely to crack in the winter or turn to tar in the summer. Cargill started selling it two years ago and has already shipped 30 million pounds of the product around the world. The plan is to be selling 100 million pounds of it a year by 2020. Another big win could be soybean oil that can be tweaked into foam for car seats. 30% of all cars have seats made with agricultural products today, but Cargill predicts that figure will double in the next year. 
The company already has its foam in Fords across the U.S. An even bigger opportunity, over 800 million people in the world are hungry, and another 2.1 billion people are overweight. You've got people who are obese and malnourished because they eat the wrong kind of calories, McLennan says, and you've got people who are barely subsisting on low-calorie diets who need more nutrition. That's where we can serve the world. Scientists have long known what types of food cause health problems, but people keep wolfing them down because their healthier alternatives taste like cardboard. Inside Cargill's newly expanded 40,000-square-foot food innovation lab, a team of chemists and tasters are working to reinvent three of the most basic products in the world—sugar, salt, and oil. The greatest success so far? Truvia, a zero-calorie sugar alternative derived from stevia rather than sugar cane. Launched in 2008.